listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. If you're in the middle of trying to save your marriage, you know that this is a pretty difficult process, right? It's not that it's complicated. As I've talked about before, it's a very simple process, but it gets very difficult because of our emotional state that comes with it. It's likely that at least at the beginning of the process, you're the one who's kind of pushing the rock up the hill, and that can be an exhausting experience. Not only that, but the emotional toll that it has on you can be uh, pretty extreme and can make you start kind of thinking some thoughts. I've noticed that those thoughts we think are often what get us stuck, get us into trouble. Remember, I've said this many times before, a thought is just a thought, but sometimes that thought keeps lingering around. We can't let it go. We can't understand that it's just something that our mind has cooked up. And so it keeps tripping us up. And there's one particular thought that I think often comes along. I've heard it from uh, many coaching clients, and I've heard it through emails, and I've watched it on different messaging systems that people let me know that they somehow feel like they've got to earn back their love. They've got to earn back their love from their spouse. And, and so what I wanted you to first to know is that's not the goal, In fact, that tells me something else. It can feel like that. It can feel like you're the one trying to earn back the love because you're the one who's trying to recreate the relationship. So let me start by saying that there are times when we have to take responsibility for for things we've done, for places where we've ruptured the connection. Now, in a marriage, many times... Both people have played a role in that. In fact, almost always, both people can take some responsibility on the role they played in the process of the disconnection. Maybe it was they thought they'd hit that pause button, or maybe they actually did something, took some action that disrupted the relationship. And so they then feel like they're somehow having to get back to win back that spouse, but not just win back the spouse to work on the relationship, but win the love back. And that's just not the goal. What we are trying to do is to create the possibility of a relationship that could be rewarding for both people. This could be where it's the relationship you've always wanted. Sometimes I've talked with people who say, you know, we were married for years and years and we never had the relationship we wanted until we went through this difficult time. Sometimes difficulties point us in the direction that we should have gone originally that we missed along the way. And so a relationship crisis is actually an opportunity for a new relationship. What it is not is the job for you to somehow win back the love. So let me make a comparison between two things. Trying to save your marriage is not equal to earning back love. And let's break it down into two different pieces to understand that. The process of saving a marriage is restoring connection. So let's start with why that's the process. We humans are built to connect. It's just in our our DNA. I mean, you watch it from the time a baby is born and they snuggle into the, the parent's arms and they're connecting with that parent in a very bodily functional way, right? At that point, they don't need you to understand their feelings and emotions. They need you to take care of them. And that nurture creates a connection. 
And study after study has shown that we humans are very high on that level of connection. As unlike other animals that don't have our verbal capacity, other animals can connect by kind of protecting each other and uh, by being near each other and sharing food and resources. But humans have this other capacity of, of talking, right? And talking can get us into trouble. But talking can also help us in the connection process. We share our feelings and emotions, our dreams. We look for some connection with our spouse. And all of that enlarges just not beyond our physical connection. So we have physical and emotional and spiritual connection that we can share with somebody. And the process of restoring a relationship is building what I refer to as being a we. We are in this together. We are a team. And so you're trying to restore the connection and not just restore it, but improve it. A lot of times, you know, you start a relationship and it gets to be a place where you're kind of doing battle with your spouse and you're tearing at the connection, not meaning to, but you're tearing at the connection. And so the process of restoring a relationship is recognizing what that goal is, building a we and restoring the connection that gets us there. So let's compare that to earning love. Restoring connection is about us. We are connected. It's not I'm connected, but it's, it's we are connected. But earning love is me getting love from you, right? There's a piece of that. that I'm trying to pull something from you and earn it back. And the problem is that earning love creates a dynamic. It means that you're trying to win the person over to you, win the person over to what you want, to what you need, not winning the person over into coming back into the relationship. Some people have told me that they just don't believe that a marriage can be saved by one person, and they are absolutely right. But the process of saving a relationship can absolutely be started by one person. Unless you somehow are going to decide to uh, go to a deserted island and, and keep both of you on that island or somehow, you know, uh, make sure that both of you are, are locked away in the castle somewhere, the other person eventually does have to agree to come back in that relationship. Otherwise, there's another term for that, and, and we won't get into that today. But that process of inviting the other person in can absolutely be started by one person. Remember, every relationship starts with one person taking action. Maybe the other person, you know, has some notice for you. But I remember in our my my beginning of my my marriage, well, beginning of our dating, it was because I maneuvered myself to sit with her at a movie. Right? I took action. I don't know if she was interested in me at that point or not. Uh, I know I was interested, and so I maneuvered myself to be right next to her at the movie, and right next to her when we went out to eat afterwards, and right next to her several other times. So I was taking action, moving closer, and trying to build the connection. One person can start the process in any relationship. When people tell me that it takes two, they are correct. They often say it takes two to tango. They are correct, but somebody has to ask the other person to dance. And it's like that in this restoring the relationship. So you might be the one who's having to shoulder the load of trying to recreate the connection and trying to bring the other person back into the relationship. But that's a little bit different, right, than trying to earn the love. Because when you're looking for love, you're also uh, looking for your, your share. You're trying to get your share out of that. Think about that as kind of a, a job. You know, you, you earn money for an effort in a job. 
So you're earning something. How do I make money at my job? You know, years ago when I worked construction for a very hot summer, you know, I was earning money for my muscle. I was going out and working each day, and at the end of the day, they would uh, have decided that I was worth a certain amount per hour. They'd already decided that, and they would pay me uh, at the end of the week anyway. And so I was paid for the hours I was putting in. That's what earning is about. I'm getting something back for my effort, and it should be equitable to the effort, which makes it a very transactional approach. And transactional approaches don't do very well in marriage. If you've ever heard people say, you know, it really has to be uh, 50-50 in a, in a marriage. You know, both people have to be willing to put in their fair share. They are talking about a transactional relationship. And that is a relationship that's based in you, me, not we. In a we relationship, you say, I'm putting in everything I can regardless of whether I feel like the other person is doing that. And if both people are doing that, think about the magic of that. The danger of thinking otherwise is missing the ways that a spouse is putting things in. And so a lot of times in a relationship, people are asking the question, what am I getting out of this? Am I getting my fair share? Whenever I hear that, I know they've crossed into a transactional relationship, which is very dangerous because then we're keeping a scorecard. We're keeping a balance sheet. And the problem with that is that we're always going to balance it on our side or feel like we're trying to get it from the other person. And that's what we're talking about today, this earning back the love. It ends up being an unbalanced approach. Because what usually comes out of that when I'm talking with people is they feel like there's this person way up on their hill, perching, looking down upon them and trying to decide if they will bestow upon them a little bit of love, toss a little bit down, little scraps and crumbs down. And in the process, they feel like they are trying to climb a hill rather than they are trying to create a relationship. The difference between building a bridge and trying to get something from someone on high. That's, that's what happens in the relationship. So the first thing you have to do to make that switch is to recognize that this is not about a transactional relationship. It, you don't want to build a transactional relationship. You may be the one at this moment putting in the effort. And that's my point about, you know, in a relationship, you continue to put in regardless of what you feel you're getting out. When you are working on winning somebody over at the beginning of a relationship, you know, you keep putting in, putting in. And after a while, if you're keeping putting in and you're not getting anything back, you realize that there's not a fair exchange. And at that point, you probably will move away from the relationship. But there's something that happens. I want you just for a moment to think back on your wedding and see if it has something to, to kind of in common with my wedding. At my wedding, I had some vows. And what I vowed to do was to cherish my spouse, to love my spouse, to protect our relationship. I promised that we would stay together in good days and bad days, healthy days, sick days, wealthy days, poor days. And we've had some of all of those. And along the way, the task was for me to stay in that relationship. The task was not for me to judge what my spouse was doing, but to keep moving forward on my side. Now, the reason in a marriage ceremony both people pledge that is because when two people are doing that, it is powerful. 
because in that process, you are moving towards a we. What I've noticed is after that, people kind of forget that and they start asking the question, what are you giving me? And when they're trying to save a relationship, they're often looking at how can I get what I want from you, which leads us to this whole feeling like you're earning it. Now, here's the thing. You may be sitting there going, but wait, I actually did something to disrupt the relationship. I have to earn my way back into the relationship. Let me just kind of point out the difference between earning your way back, earning the love back, and apologizing and responsibility. There's a difference between those two things. Everybody has something that they can apologize for. I, I sometimes am kind of bewildered when people say to me, I had, say to me, I had nothing to do with what happened in our relationship. And there have been a couple of times when I have actually listened to that and decided they were absolutely true. They had done nothing. Their spouse uh, was a very troubled uh, person. And only a couple of times in my career. Other than that, I see the dance between them that led to the breakdown. And so both people have things for which they need to be accountable and responsible. That doesn't mean that they both did even things. Again, we're not looking for even. It's just that both people have a role in what happens in a relationship. And so if you've done something, that's part of the process of a relationship, and you have to take accountability for that. Not just accountability, but responsibility to say, I'm going to change that about myself. I'm not going to let that happen. But when we get to this process, we understand that forgiveness is not ever earned. Hear that again. Forgiveness is not something you earn. It's something that somebody grants. And the reason they grant it is because it allows them to let go of that. You don't earn forgiveness. Now, you also don't earn trust. Trust is also a gift. I can decide to trust somebody, and I will trust somebody until they prove me wrong, at which point I will withhold that gift. I will pull it back. And then I have to decide whether I will offer that gift again. They can't earn trust. I grant it, and then I withhold it. And the problem with earning trust is that then somebody has to decide at what point it's been earned. When have you had enough? Some people make the gift of trust just way too cheap. They're willing to trust whomever, and they get burned all the time. There are those who make it too expensive, that at the point when they should go ahead and trust again, they don't. They withhold it. Both of those are possible. And so the danger is when we start talking about you've got to earn my trust rather than the other person needing to become trustworthy and you deciding when to do that. And so if you've done something to rupture the relationship, then you work to make yourself trustworthy, waiting for the other person to grant that gift of trust. If you've done something wrong, you ask for forgiveness and you wait for that person to decide that they're ready to forgive to release that. But you can't earn either one of those things. That can be a very frustrating thought for people because they end up feeling like they just groveled enough and begged enough and and did all these things. It's going to happen. But I can tell you, you can't do it. Those are separate processes. I can be trustworthy and somebody continue to not trust, trust me. I can ask for forgiveness and the other person continue to not forgive me. And it has nothing to do with what I do. It has to do with the other person's position. So I can't earn those things. I can certainly work to be trustworthy. I can certainly take responsibility for my actions and try to be different. 
but those are very different than trying to earn them. So the process of this is not about earning, it's about healing. You don't earn the love back, but you might help to heal the relationship. You might help to heal the ruptured connection. That's a different process. The same as earning is not the same as connecting. When we connect with somebody, we let them know that we're there for them, that we are trying to move in a different way, that we want the relationship to be different, which is different than trying to earn their love. Notice that I want the relationship to be different is different than I want your love. I want this from you. So what, part of what we're really talking about here is kind of a mindset difference. It's not about the effort. It's about the mindset of thinking about it. If you feel like you're trying to earn somebody's love, recognize that you, you might not change your effort at all. You might continue to do the things, but you might think about it differently. You might understand that really is not about earning love. If you are always in the mindset of trying to earn somebody's love, notice what control it places on them. Notice what power it gives them and how it takes away your power because now you're trying to pull something from them. It's not that you're trying to reconnect the relationship and make it to a better place. You're coming from a place of neediness and desperation. And I can assure you that neediness and desperation aren't particularly helpful in the process of trying to restore a relationship. It can feel very uh, di disengaging to the other person to have that. If you're always trying to earn it, they know they can withhold it. Not only that, but they feel like there's some manipulation involved. Loving someone is different than trying to earn their love. It's the difference between chasing and giving. I'm always concerned when people get caught up in the fact that they feel like they're chasing their spouse rather than they're, they're trying to give to the relationship, probably in the ways they should have been giving all along. They just didn't know it. And so if you find yourself at a place of trying to earn somebody's love, you probably want to first start and reevaluate what you're thinking in the process whether you have really made it to a shift to thinking about building a we, or if you're still caught in a process of thinking about you, me. The second shift you want to make is to make sure that you're not chasing, that you're working on giving. And the third change you want to make is to be sure that you are holding yourself accountable, taking on responsibility and apologizing and then trying to be there long enough that the other person can forgive and offer trust back. If all of this is very confusing to you and you need a mind shift change, maybe you don't understand what I mean by talking about becoming a we, nor do you know the steps in that, this is a great time to grab the Save the Marriage system. You can find that at savethemarriage.com. Savethemarriage.com. That will help you find the Save the Marriage system. And while you're there, a couple of things. As you go through the process, we do give you a complimentary session. Uh, it's a short get started session, usually 15 to 20 minutes with one of our coaches, one of my coaches, who's trained to use my methods. And so right off the bat, you have a great way of getting started with the process. I also offer a free week of my VIP virtual coaching, which gives you a lot of extra uh, skills and extra training and extra tools and some coaching along the way to help you. That's completely free. 
So if you only use those pieces, if you only buy the system for those pieces and, and then the other pieces fit in, you have a great reason to go ahead and take advantage of that. You just have to walk through the process because I don't just lump it all together. I don't try to fool you into something. I want to make sure you understand the pieces you're getting. So when I offer it and ask you to sign up for the VIP program, that's when you want to take advantage of that. And then when you go to download your system, then you can sign up for your free session. So don't miss those pieces just because you rushed through the process. I, I know you want to get started. I know it's important for you to get started, but take your time and walk through the process so that you can work in ways that can help you save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.